Hey guys, it's Rob, and you're listening to and or watching Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. This week in Awesome, quite a bit. Um, first things first, I'm the realist. Everyone knows. Um, first things first, let's talk about a little TFCon news. TFCon Charlotte. Uh, they've announced two more guests this week. Uh, first, they announced Corwin, Corin Howell. Uh, she's a comic artist work, currently working on the Windblade comic series. Um, I don't know much about her other than that, but I do know she does some pretty good art. So that's interesting. I think this is probably her first time out to one of these shows, so it might be pretty neat. <laughs> she might have more fun than... Uh, she anticipates, I guess. Then also, James Roberts, which I don't have to tell you guys anything about. If you're watching this, or listening to this, probably listening to this, you love his work. You know, he, he goes to a lot of these conventions. I'm sure he seems like he really likes doing it. Um, I can only imagine what it would be like, you know, to be a, a content creator. You know what I mean? Like, stuff I've done is like fan projects. So when people say, hey, I like RFC or, you know, I like your blog or whatever, I can be like, hey, thanks. But to be one of these people who actually work on the brand or like a voice actor or whatever, you know, someone like the comics people, you know, they're fans that got to work in it. So for them, it's a treat to be like a fan, then get to work on it. And then go to one of these shows and be like, yeah, I know, I'm so excited too. But like, some of these guys like the voice actors, to them it's just a job. I mean, I'm sure they get, they get uh, connected to their roles and all that. But most of these voices they do are just jobs. So going to these conventions got to be sort of like, whoa, really? For them, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine, you know, it's really cool. So, definitely, 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 TFCon Charlotte, two more guests in the comic field for you comics lovers out there. At this point, we're going to start dangling cheese. We're like, all right, come on, come to the TFCon. It's going to be an awesome time. Also, in being awesome, damn it, let me tell you guys about some stuff I bought this week. I got some of the new mini-cons. Um, from the red line and let me just say see I held I matched a bird through my nose and it followed up oh that's disgusting but um I love mini cons I, I, I tend to like the smaller things a whole lot for some reason I like the big I love transformers I I to pull the curtain back here I'm moving at the end of the month so I've been doing nothing but packing And the girlfriend's right. I got a lot of these things. <sighs> it's a little overwhelming. But anyway. Um, the new Minicons. And I already love Minicons. The new Minicons are different. They are the deployers. They transform into a little pod of sort. Which will shoot out of Drift. Or uh, what's that? 
the Decepticon deployer, uh, not too dissimilar from the sound wave with the data disks from the fall of Cybertron line. I loved that. I know the gimmick didn't work perfectly, but I really loved that. So these being somewhat, and I, I was really disappointed we didn't get more data disks. Because you know I had Soundwave, Soundbelt, Blaster, Blaster, and I had all the data disks. I was wanting like Japanese ones and crazy colors and crazy releases and all that. I just, I was like, they had me. And I was disappointed it didn't continue. Well now with these new Minicons, it's an extremely similar play feature. You know, some of the larger toys you can mount the Minicons on. And for the deployer figures, they can shoot them out. Not to mention they got that cool armor that uh, snaps on to make them like cooler looking. And if you get all the figures in the wave, their armor connects to make a Minicon on its own. That's a lot of fun. One thing I thought was cool was the packaging. Uh, it's almost like a envelope the way it was. It's like, like you know when you buy a uh, more fancy gift card where it's kind of packaged because it's almost like a little toy. Isn't that kind of package where the cardboard is folded around the bubble? And all the armor pieces are mounted on a tree that's in the shape of the symbol of the uh, Minicon's affiliation. What I didn't expect was the Minicon itself is mounted onto that and can come on and off of that. That was really cool. You know, it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but those people are missing out. I mean, just, I, what do you want? <laughs> so great. Like, I would get them out and show them to the uh, video viewers. But like I said, I'm moving, and they're over there in the process. I hate moving. But I'm going to love this new place. Although, another toy line I've been recently buying, uh, not Transformers related, this is weird for me, is the core. You know, I've made mention before, I collect other toys too. Transformers is my big one. So everything else I kind of casually collect because there's only so much I can buy, you know. I might casually buy a superhero toy. You know, I really like blind bag figures. You know, I like my Halo figures. But right up there with Transformers is G.I. Joe. Everyone jokes that G.I. Joe is dead on the water. And that's not true. There's still a G.I. Joe product coming out. Just not a whole lot of it. And I'll be honest with you guys. As a G.I. Joe fan... I'm kind of bored with the current product. Like for the past few years, like they haven't, there hasn't really been anything since Spy Troops that's really caught my attention other than the Creo lines. And the only reason the Creo lines caught my attention was because Creo is extremely charming and fun. You know, I didn't care about Sigma 6. The movie stuff is nice. I've got a lot of the, uh, a lot of the last movie's toys, you know. I bought them at five, when I went to Five Blow, I bought a ton of them. I bought some before then. I mean, a new Alley Viper, I was all over it. But at the end of the day, see, when Transformers uh, does the same dude over, I don't mind it so much because they reinvent it. You know, it's like, okay, here's a new Megatron toy. Well, now he turns into a space jet, and he's green and purple. You know, this is like, well, here's Roadblock. 
He's got a new sculpt, but he's still a roadblock. Here's a new roadblock. And now he's the rock. Which, in all reality, if it's the movie roadblock, they just kind of gave him a lighter skin tone. You know, he looks like the rock. You know, if it's cartoon roadblock, he's got a darker skin tone and he looks like roadblock. You know, it's Duke. If it's a movie one, it kind of looks like Jan Tatum. You know, you guys get what I'm saying? Like, they either sculpt them a little more serious or a little more cartoony. But the main line, G.I. Joe Toys, is like the same thing over and over. It's like, uh, it looks, you know, it's like they stopped making new things. And, you know, say, oh man, I can't wait to get that Alley Viper. I got it because it was maroon. And Alley Viper is like my favorite Viper. And, you know, they did some new Ninja Toys and all that for the new movie, and that was cool. Now, with that being said, you know, it's kind of hypocritical saying, I like new things. I'm like, I really love the Creos. They made block versions of all these guys that already own. But, what, but basically, what I'm saying is, at some point, the core got awesome. Um, I always noticed the core, but I never paid it a whole lot of attention because, you know, it's always been an off-brand G.I. Joe thing. You know, like a inexpensive, you know, figure that works with your G.I. Joe accessories. It's a soldier toy. You know, and they've been around forever. They're ch cheap as crap. Everyone's got a ton of them because, like, your grandparents got you some. You got some when you didn't have that much money. You know, yeah, everyone ended up with a bunch of them. And, but going into an adult, as an adult fan of things, I never paid much attention because it's like, that's the uh, off-brand G.I. Joe that just, that doesn't have a snake eyes. It has Desert Soldier. It has Ninja Warrior. You know, and that's, they're kind of plain Jane, you know. So I never, so I was always noticing them and never be like, oh, there's construction workers now. Huh, well, that's cool, I guess. Like, you can't argue. It's like, wow, those are really cheap. That's a, that's a great price. About a year or two ago, well, around 2000, they started coming out with new sculpts, as in kind of copying. G.I. Joe went to a uh, different body style that was similar to their old style, and the core followed suit. But about a year or two ago, they got some, because they reused the crap out of these molds, they got some new sculpts that were really awesome. And I noticed them, I was just going, hey, they're looking better over there. And then, you know, they kind of went from that, uh, I think they called it the new recruits, which I was noticing them then, going, oh, those look nice. That actually looks pretty nice. I, I like those a lot. To uh, the Total Soldier line, which was a more uh, Desert War-themed uh, set. Um, more Desert War, more theming. And it was uh, the molds they have been using with the new ones. And, you know, I was just like, well, those look nice, but... the the desert camo, they all kind of, it just kind of blended to me, like just one swath of sand. You know, not, there's some blue and other colors, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. It's like, once again, it was just kind of lost. Well, they've come out recently with a new theme called Elite, the Core Elite. And I'm buying the crap out of them. <laughs> you know, the packaging is green, it looks like all toxic wasty. And it's the same molds again that they've been using for the past, you know, two or three years now. Giving a really good paint job. So I'm like, okay, I'm buying them. Because they're really well-made toys. 
they're really like almost high quality action figures that cost two dollars an action figure that's less than one of my halo figures which is like 250 you know that's a lego minifigure in a blind bag is like what three bucks two and it comes with tons of accessories good sculpt the paint is hit or miss on them sometimes you get a better job like for example in this the core is just kind of They'll give them names and give them functions. That's really as much as you get as fiction. Every once in a while you'll get bad guys, which are repaints or whatever of molds. Well, they made a new villain team called The Curse, which are like a like a group of bad guys. You know, they're, let's see, they're the Anti-Core. They're Anti-Core Cybernetic and Warfare Division. As in, they're basically a group of terrorists, you know, and they got this cool skull logo. They're, it's very fun, and I've decided I want all of them. Well, the leader of the curse is this guy named Plague, who the mold was. I seen it in the Total Soldier series, and it's just like brown. Well, with these cool colors, and you got to really pick them out because sometimes it, they'll get a crappy paint job, and sometimes they'll get a great one, and with a great paint job. He looks like a nasty little character. I want to get all the curse. But basically what I'm saying is I went from being like getting core figures as gifts and when I didn't have much money as a kid to just kind of noticing them to noticing them more to I need them all. So if you guys like soldier toys and chances are if you like Transformers you probably like G.I. Joe it wouldn't hurt near they're over there to the side. It's two dollars. And then they got value packs for like six and nine with like a ton of figures in them. I have I got the uh boulder figure <laughs> packed away. Um I couldn't quit playing them. <laughs> like putting them in crazy look and I want to put him in poses. Was, he has this like Jason Jason Staten type look, but he's like a smirk. And these newer ones are sculpted almost like Team Fortress style details where they're a little exaggerated in some proportions. Which sells it so well. I could not stop. But I wasn't posing them in action poses. He came with like a shotgun and a billy club that he could store on his figure in holsters. I was putting him in like sort of hey, poses because it was fun. Okay, you know what? Transformers. <laughs> um... This week's Q&A. The Q&A uh, thread is exclusive to Talk Transformers Facebook group. You know, you're on Facebook, you're in the groups. The groups are the new forums. Everyone, message boards are like totally dying out to social networking groups. And for good reason. Because like, Talk Transformers is the best place you can talk Transformers. I should know. Because I won't shut up about it. <laughs> so... The, th the Q and A thread is exclusive to Talk Transformers, which is the official discussion forum of being awesome. Okay, this week's question comes from our friend Bailey. This Bailey goes on to ask, "What do you think the likelihood that we will get a ironic TF versus Joe live action movie, or at very the very least, a direct to DVD animated film? If so, will it be within the next? Will it be in the next five years? Computron two. It's, it's really hard to say. 
because the Avengers is really popular. So of course, then we're going to get a bat, you know Batman v Superman Justice League movies are coming up. You know, their DC started copying Marvel, and now we have a air quotes cinematic universe for Transformers, or basically. Let's just make more sequels. They're all in a series. Now here's the thing. The G.I. Joe movies hasn't done very well. But there's no reason they couldn't fold the G.I. Joe mythos into the Transformers you know, movie universe. None. They're so military heavy, I can't help but to wonder why Sega Shep... Almost said four words at once. I don't know why Sector 7 wasn't G.I. Joe. You know what I'm saying? It's like they could e easily pigeonhole it into it. I would not. I would be so excited to see G.I. Joe and Transformers together in a movie. I would love it. Now, while there are the chances, roll the dice. Roll the dice. Because. They're willing to do, I think I read the reports, they're willing to do another G.I. Joe movie. Even though the last one bombed. The Transformer movies, say what you will, print money. So, it would make so much sense if they used the Transformers established money factory to reintroduce G.I. Joe and it would probably take off better. You know, people aren't going to say, hey, unless you want to see G.I. Joe, you're not going to say, oh, hey, let me go check out that G.I. Joe movie. You know, I, I don't think anyone did. But you cannot care about Transformers and be like, oh, I'm going to go see that. You see that? That looks cool. Because that's what happens. It's not just us making those movies a ton of money. These people see those commercials like, Wow, I've got to see it. Because summer movies are spectacles, and Transformer movies are spectacles. So I think if they did that, it would be a smart move. Um, but the likelihood is 50-50 straight-up gamble. Because as fans, we can say that makes all the sense in the world. That studio exec who pulls the trigger on everything... That's where you have to wonder, like, how does this guy have so much damn money? He put out a battleship movie. Because you can literally say, battleship movie. And people look at you and go, why did they make a movie a battleship? And then when you tell them, well, this is what the battleship movie was about, they go, how the hell did they get that out of battleship? I mean, I remember when battleship came out. A guy I used to work, used to work at my work, and I, we were like, Workplace friends, you know, were chatting about it, and I told them, I'm a little miffed. The G.I. Joe movie got bat pushed back. I was really looking forward to it. And he goes, oh, really? I was like, yeah, but they're putting out a battleship movie. And, I, and he looked at me and goes, they made a battleship movie? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I guess it's kind of boats. Like he's like a, like a World War II movie or something, like boats fighting. I was like, no, it's about aliens. And he looked at me and was like, Who made that up? Like, even to the casual person who just was making conversation with someone at work, 
mine was like, whose stupid idea was that? And that cost millions of dollars. People lost their jobs over that movie. So that's one of those things where I'm like, sometimes they don't make the best decisions. <laughs> now, a direct-to-DVD animated movie. I think this fandom's been collectively talking about those since the DC ones have been a hit. And we haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> you know, we got a web series coming. That, that might be the best we're going to get. I literally don't think at this point Hasbro is interested whatsoever in doing direct-to-DVD movies. We've just seen something. I mean, who knows? If Combiner Wars is a hit, they might reach out that way. So, right now I say that's probably no chance they're going to do that. But they could be swayed. You know, they, they could say, hey, this mature take is catching on. Let's try what DC's doing. They could. Because they haven't yet. <laughs> so, let's hope, Bailey. I'd really, really like to see that. You know, that would be really cool to me. You know, I love that Transformers vs. Joe comic. It's got its detractors. But for the people like me who get it, we're loving it. So, thanks for watching. I'm tired again this week. I'm sorry... I've been so tired lately. Like I said, I'm moving. That has become a giant mental and energy drain. Because, you know, it's summer. And my work is really busy in summer. And then he put moving on top of it. And I am just burning at both ends, you know. But thank you guys for being patient with me. Hopefully when I get settled in, I'll be able to give you guys the enthusiasm I was giving you a month ago. Um, my Devastator will get here eventually. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this toy. I, I'm like, at, the, at this rate, making my first payment going toward it on my Toys R Us credit card will be done before the toy shows up. Free shipping sucks, but it's free. <laughs> Thanks for uh, watching and listening. Uh, check out all our shows at, and showtimes at uh, tfradio.net. Uh, and if you'd like to support the uh, network, go through those Amazon links. It's an easy way to help support us without paying anything extra. Um, I'm Rob. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at RoboRobSpringer. I keep kind of think, thinking about switching to Blogger. Uh, from Tumblr. I've had that Tumblr blog for five years now. And before it, I've used like MySpace and LiveJournal as blogging platforms, even WordPress for a little bit. But I've been using that Tumblr for five years now. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Half of 2011 and half of 2012, I was kind of. My mind was in other places, so I didn't blog so much for a while there. But I got back into it, and it's like a five-year-old blog, blogging platform that I'm kind of like 
I'd kind of like something a little more robust. At the same time, I really love the interface. So, currently still, and I probably won't change it anytime soon, Tumblr is my blogging platform of choice. Yeah, I'm crashing. I wish Kilby had sent me some jolt uh, energy gum, energy drink gum, when he sent me my Creons from BotCon. And I was chewing it all night, thinking, wow, this stuff tastes gross, but works really good. And now that I'm not chewing it, I am falling asleep as I'm talking. <laughs> People are like, that's going to be the uh, being awesome drinking game. When is Rob falling asleep during the show? Thanks for watching, everybody, and tune in uh, next time. Or, tune, you don't tune in, download, subscribe, like. I hate when people say that on their podcasts. I apologize. High five. Later.